You know, Wendy, I think a lot of the problem here has to do with your attitude. My attitude? Yeah. yeah. I think you could be a little more positive about your job. I think I've been very positive about my job. Wendy, do you want the job to work out or don't you? I just don't know what you want from me. All I'm saying is you could try to be a little friendlier. This is a people business. And I've tried to be professional. You've got to learn to relax. Look, maybe you and I, we got off on the wrong foot. Why don't we discuss it tonight over drinks? You want to have drinks? Yeah, we can talk about your future here. Ooh, <laughs> rough. That's rough. That's rough. Uh, it's that time of year. It's the sexual harassment training seminar time. Yeah. Just took my test this morning, right before we got on the air. So I was, did I. I was supposed to do it on Friday, and I got a really nice email. It wasn't harassing either. It was not harassing, oh, but wow. to the point. You okay. Get so that done first how, thing Monday morning and send it in. How did you do on employee harassment prevention quiz? Uh, I got 10 out of 11 points. I scored a 90.9%. So I must have missed one. Um, oh, here it is right here. Music can be a form of verbal harassment. Damn right? it. I clicked true. And apparently it's false. No, no, I clicked false, and it's true. How is music a verbal harassment? I got, I got that one right. Well, because if you're listening to, like, some, you know, oh, like too short, I, yeah, like, too yeah, yeah, yeah. I could imagine, <laughs> I could imagine, Freaky Tales by Too Short uh, would be some kind of, some kind of a form of verbal harassment. Oh my gosh, do I need to correct it? No. Riding baby girl like a bare new Honda might be offensive to some. <laughs> Thank you for taking the survey. What are you talking? This is a survey? I thought this was like a hard So what it does is what it does, it populates and it sends it to our employers. I went back and tried to change my answers on the ones that I missed. I missed two. Oh, you did? I got got 81. But this is stupid because it's they're really bad at math at at the sexual harassment uh, place (laughs) because they give us 12 questions and they score us out of 11 points possible. So it's like, yeah, that is kind of weird, isn't it? Each one's worth one point. But anyways, um, the ones I missed on is I said that you can't ask your coworker on a date, erring on the side of caution. Apparently, you can ask your coworker on a date. Although I oh, would yeah, not yeah, yeah. Of course you encourage. Can. No, I remember then, that. I mean, it's okay, but if they say no, you got to leave them alone. Otherwise, it's harassment. <laughs> you can never talk to them again. Well, you married your coworker. I mean, you know, I mean, your wife was yeah, working. It was different. The- it was different though because she, she left the building. We started dating and knowing that she was going to go work somewhere else. Like we knew that she she'd already put her two weeks in. So wait right a second. We if she dating. was getting a promotion at the at our company, she left our company to go work for the competition, and then she ended up coming back when we bought the competition, <laughs> winning. But anyway, that's what anyways, we do. That's what we do. Like that's what we do. Don- yeah, we came Don- to work, right? I mean, come on. It's like the Donald Trump of radio here. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> proud of myself. <laughs> Anyways, so if she would have got a promotion, you guys wouldn't have gone. You would have dated still. You liked each other. I mean, there was an attraction. There was something there. You would have probably continued to see each other even if she would have stayed, right? Yeah, but it made it a hell of a lot more convenient that she was leaving, and sure. we knew she was leaving, you know? 
And you didn't Everybody. talk about it. I remember you when I knew it was oh, serious. You, you would talk to me about all the girls you dated before, and you would, you know. But this was like it was secret. Like I never saw you go out with her. I never heard you right. talk about her. You were just. We would go to places. We would when we went out. We would go to places where we knew nobody would be. Were like, you afraid why... that I was gonna like ask you questions on the on the show and? No, I just, it was a coworker thing, you know, it was, it was like one of those things where, you know, like it's, it, it, it was, it was dicey. So when we because went to, we didn't I know remember, what the policy was, we, we had to, no idea what the policy was. We went to, used to do farmer's market live stuff in the afternoons all the time on Thursdays. And they'd send mm-hmm. Jeff and I down there and we'd sit under a 10 by 10 tent. And there'd always be somebody from our promotion team that would set it up and get us all set. Mm-hmm. And, and she was there. And I remember, I remember the first time I started, she was more like, she was all camoed out, like, I'm pretty sure she was like camo pants, camo shirts, and I thought, yeah, oh my rough. god, she's like uh, ROTC or something. <laughs> she would probably not like that, but uh, she—it was probably like hip, cool stuff. I don't know. Like, you know, were you guys already seeing each other then, or was that when you met her too? Funny story with me and my wife is um, the first time we ever worked with her when we were sitting underneath the 10 by 10 tent. Yeah. Um, my, she was wearing the ROT now, stuff? No, my, my now sister-in-law uh-huh. um, came around with her kids. And I assumed that she was the babysitter and that this, she was, and those were my wife's kids who are now my nephews. Oh, I see. So I, I remember, um, you know, saying, oh, you know, <laughs> saying to her, uh, so you got some pretty cute kids there. She goes, These are my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in college. Wasn't she just like graduating or something? I want to say she was like a senior, like she was about to graduate that spring or something. Yeah, she it's was. funny. So, oh, um, you started off on a good note. Well, then she had to impress you. She's like, God, screw this guy. This guy, yeah, this, no, yeah. All this baggage. Yeah, she was like, Who do you think that my kids is my sister? <laughs> and my sister's the babysitter. <laughs> And I've met her sister. Her sister has a very youthful look to her. She does yeah, look she younger does. than she, she probably does. is. That's really funny. Yeah. I'd love that story. Uh, uh, that's pretty funny. So that was uh, the first time you met her, too, though, that you guys weren't yeah. already dating. Okay. No, we weren't dating at that point. Um, and then how long after that did you end up going out? Was it right away or was it down No, the it, was, it was months. Oh, okay. It was months. Okay. It, was, it was quite a while. Um, another one I missed on was... You can have different dress code policies for men and women. I put true. That's apparently false. Oh yeah, no, you can't. That's that's. What do you mean you can't? That's discrimination. You can't. No, you can't have different dress code policies. So if somebody, if women cannot wear a, wear a thong to work, I think we have it in our hand. Remember we had it in our. Women no, were that was the, wear a thong, right? That was the intern. No, that was in the intern handbook. And I don't, I don't think it is in the intern handbook anymore, but in the intern handbook, which, which was like four pages. Okay. Like our handbooks, our handbook is like, like the Iliad and the Move Odyssey, over, okay? Jesus. This, this is twice the size of any Bible. And the intern handbook was four pages. And one of the things was on the intern handbook is that you can't wear thong underwear to work. And I was like, what the hell kind of policy is that? I'll just say this. I think they've changed that since our corporate uh, office where this stuff we brought comes it to from our, their attention is in Bakersfield. Okay. Just a yeah. little different uh, climate over there. That's all we got to say. All but right. It, so it's okay for a man to wear a skirt to work then? I, you know, I don't know, Jeff. You could try it out if you want and see where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, today's pretty fun, right? We got a bunch of really cool stuff going on. Uh, we're going to be giving away tickets to go see Incubus. They're coming to Vina Robles this fall. And so we'll have tickets coming up a little bit later on to go see Incubus at the Vina Robles Amphitheater. Pretty excited about that. And what else do we have on the docket today? Uh, ZZ Top. ZZ Top. Monday. ZZ oh, Top. Yeah. Uh, know the show, and you're going to win tickets to ZZ Top. So 8.40 this morning for Incubus. ZZ Top will kick in at uh, Know the Show all this week, too. So, And both of these shows are going to be at Vienna Robles. So, uh, yeah, there you go. I, that's really the only thing to focus on. Oh, wait a second. We may be calling your name any minute if you qualified for the KZOZ Big Gas Grab. It's $500 in free gas, thanks to our friends at Perry Ford Lincoln and Slow. And uh, that could be happening anytime now. So keep your ear to the radio. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. So this was uh, actually, this actually came out late last week. Um, there was a man in Texas who owns a ranch. It's north of Austin, about 40 miles north of Austin. And he tweeted to Elon Musk, and he's like, hey, move uh, Twitter to Schwartner. That's the town. Schwartner, Texas. If you move Twitter to Schwartner, Texas, I have a 100 acres that you could build your uh, Twitter compound. Yeah, your Twitter compound on, and I'll give it to you for free. For free. This is not like, uh, this is like, take a 100 acres of my ranch and i will give it to you for free that's what that's how important free speech is or the notion of free speech is to people in this country why would you need that much room though i mean you can can't you work from home when you work on an app i mean everybody could work just from home well i mean i guess you need some sort of headquarters though i mean all their employees now work from home they're all pissing and moaning because elon musk wants them to come back to the office if they want to keep their jobs they're like (laughs) attaboy what there do you mean? Go. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta take out my pajama pants. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> Get your ass in here. Uh, Greg Abbott uh, decided because he's running for governor of Texas right now, so he's doing all kinds of crazy things like sending uh, immigrants to Washington D.C. Uh, so he, he he jumped on board with this. He's like, hey, uh, go ahead and take this deal, and maybe we can rename the town Twitter Texas, and I will declare it a free speech zone. Wow. I'm sorry, you just said something. He's sending immigrants to Washington. This is brilliant. If I'm the you governor, didn't know about this, no, man. Ever since you've moved, yeah, I know. You don't pay attention to any. I don't news. watch the news anymore. I, I was getting too angry, honestly. I, I'll this start, is something that's been going I'll, I'll on for back. weeks. I yeah, quit watching Tucker. I mean, all of it. I I loved watching. He always made me laugh. But here's the deal: How great would it be if you know the governor and the uh, the people that are in Texas that have this issue with the border that want the security that they're not getting from our nation's capital? Well, that's just why were able it. to put everyone they could yeah. on a bus and send them to Washington, D.C. That's what Greg Abbott's been doing. He's been dropping them off. Here you go, Joe. Here you go, Kamala. I know you got COVID, but you deal with them. You brought them in. This is your thing. You're not going to renew Title 42. Then they're all yours. They're just dropping them off right there in front of the Capitol. Beautiful. Buses. Bus after bus. I can't Um, even believe that somebody has the balls to do that. It's been going on for weeks. In politics. That is amazing. Um, All right, I'll come out of my cave. (laughs) I'll turn on the TV. Yeah, you need to start paying attention to what's going on, man. This is a crazy world we're living in right now. Start reading the... Elon Musk hasn't said anything about that. The good, the, the thing is, it's hard to move from California. It's like Disney World moving to Denver. That's hard to do. It's hard for them to move Twitter from California, and this is why. You say, oh, everybody works at home. Why not just have them work at home? You know, you don't need 100 acres in Texas. Um, California 
for all its flaws, has one of the best free speech laws on the books out of any of the states. And a lot of people overlook that because, you know, it's California and everybody, you know, we're, we're burning to the ground with the wildfires and there's homelessness everywhere. Right. And it's expensive to live here and all that stuff. But um, when it comes to Twitter's business model and the upcoming business model for the new owner of Twitter, the free speech laws in California are the best in the nation when it comes to freedom of speech. So it's Twitter that the current management of Twitter that has made it what it is. And Elon Musk wants to change that. So operating out of California, I think, is kind of important for the Twitter infrastructure because of the free speech laws. But how about somebody willing to give up that kind of property just to, to get something I know. to bring business to free. their area? I mean, taxes, I mean, it would be great for that well, community. It would be great but for I the mean, state of like, Texas. Sell it, you know, makes a little bit of cash on it. You, like free speech is so important no, to no, you, no, they're no, going to no. give a. I don't know. He'll probably end up writing it off. He'll probably find some way to well, write it sure, off. But something. Sure. Yeah, nothing's free. Sure, but you still could have made a lot more money on a hundred acres of of ranch land than just giving it to somebody and saying, "Hey, this is we'll name it a free speech zone." It's pretty crazy mm. how people now. This guy could have thousands of acres, but you know what? It's better. Giving it to Elon Musk and Twitter than having China buy it and start growing food here because that's what's happening too, you know. But you don't watch the news; you don't know anything about that. We're going to have to talk more about this. What is going <laughs> on? You know, I'm semi-retired now. <laughs> and I'm just kidding. Eight oh five five four three thirty six ninety three. I'm sure somebody has something to say about this. Those are the eight oh five beer lines. You can call. You can text. Drop us a line. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. So, yeah, uh, you can't walk through the drive-thru. They won't do it. They, it's apparently some sort of safety thing, but this guy in Scotland. Now, the language is a little bit tough, but uh, just <laughs> he, he decided that he would identify as a truck. And if he was a truck, then they should serve him because a truck belongs in the drive-thru. Excuse me, man. I'm going to have to ask you to get the drive-thru. Can I get a big mat, please? No, you, you need a car to come through the drive-thru, pal. <laughs> you know what I know it's drive-thru only, that's because you need to be in a car to come through the drive-thru. But can I get in the building? That's because it's drive-thru only tonight. I'm in a and car. I'm trying to pretend I'm in a car so I can get some food, please. Room! <laughs> I, I don't need to pretend you. You wonder if he's been to the pub, huh? <laughs> I'm in a car, man. Come on. Vroom, vroom, vroom. No, he's a truck. He was a truck. He truck. A truck. I'm sorry. I identify as a truck. Hey, if kids can identify as cats and dogs in classrooms all over the yeah. all over the there place, you go. and they yeah. sit in boxes like litter boxes instead of their desks, then why I can't can identify this guy? as yeah. a Dodge Ram? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> uh, there's more from the uh, McDonald's employee that uh, did not want to serve him a Big Mac. No, it's a health and safety hazard. How is that? Walking around the same as you're, you're walking around the drive-through, man. If you get then get run over, it's then on me. I still can't serve you now. How? Because I've explained you're not in a vehicle. I am. I am a vehicle. <laughs> you're not a vehicle. You try to say I don't identify as a truck. <laughs> identify as whatever you want, mate. But still doesn't know who the fact that you're not in a vehicle. But I identify as a truck, so I am a truck. I don't know what it is. It's so funny every time he goes, <laughs> like, this is great. 
This is great because now uh, this guy could be like, "Hey, I was identifying as a truck. You guys were, you guys were, uh, you know, uh, discriminating against yeah. me." Uh, and now he could bring a lawsuit up against McDonald's, and we can now highlight the ridiculousness of this willy nilly way of whatever you want to identify as is taken as gospel. Yeah, I just you know? don't understand. Okay, I understand it's a safety thing. Then have a window that people can walk up to. They should, and, and like most drive-ins used to have. Remember, you could walk up, you could order uh you know anyways i don't know if he got his big mac or not i'm guessing the guy wasn't gonna i never understood the benefit of having the people come into the restaurant is there some kind of study that says oh well they're apt to buy more if they come into the restaurant I, i i don't understand like why not every single fast food restaurant have a walk-up window they have the inside option and they have the drive-through yeah i would take i would get rid of the inside option if i could because you know people could eat in their cars and you don't have to pay for a dining room you don't have to pay for people to clean it you don't have to pay people to you know manage it you know it's just it's easier do you remember the business that dicks on broadway um, that's where Sir Mix-a-Lot went in the song Posse on Broadway. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Dicks on Broadway would, I used to live behind Dicks and I, I overlooked it. And that place would crank out burgers. Yep. I mean, like, like nuts. And it, all they had was like five walk-up windows. Yep. And it was a place like In-N-Out. It's a Seattle institution. It was a place like In-N-Out. And they would just move through the burgers like crazy. They had a little parking lot there. People could drive in there, park. Burgers and fries. That's the all they did. And shakes, I think. I mean, they had soft drinks and yeah. shakes. Burgers, but fries, yeah. and shakes. You just walked up. You took it. You could eat at a picnic table outside. You could get in your car. You could drive away. You could eat it there, whatever. But yeah. You can't tell me that that restaurant did not do way more value. Uh, I mean, way more volume. Right. And made more money than the sit-down option on the other side of town that was an actual, like, you know, you walked in, they had tables, it was a restaurant that had three Oh, the one up by could... Queen Anne Hill in Seattle, yeah. Yeah, yeah the one on Queen Anne. It was, it was, it was crazy. Like, yeah. the one that was cranking them out on Broadway, it was, like, moving. And it was from open to close. It was, like, in and out really. It, it really, you know, in and out has got a line a mile long the minute they open to the minute that they close, um, especially around here on the Central Coast. But that's how yeah. dicks would be. You know, it's funny. Uh, you think about the cars that in and out. The the property, like for example, an AG alone. You'll notice that dicks are going dicks, uh, in and out are going to this. The, what the restaurant takes up is a quarter of the land yeah. they buy just to have all the cars do circles and circles to go through the drive through right. so they don't end up in a Santa Barbara situation, which like Chick Fil A is, where they're a, apparently a public nuisance. And like you say, like you say, like how hard is it for the employees to fill the drinks versus having you them do you do it yourself? Right. And why have a dining room? Why have a dining? I guess the only time you need to have a dining room, but this didn't this didn't apply in the Pacific Northwest. The hell, it rains two hundred days a year in in Seattle. Fast food. You should be able to just eat it in your car or take it. Yeah, yeah. Like is because if it rains or if the weather is not nice to you know eat outside or whatever the case is. But in California, I mean, gosh, we never get down, right? We're always in a job. Interesting there. So (laughs) I don't know. In California, you might be able to identify as some sort of motored vehicle. Will you walk your way through it? Going room room again because that's that's the, some of the funniest stuff I've ever heard in my life. Wasn't that great? I think it was right at yeah. the end here. Ninety-three point three KZOC. 
rocks the 805. How pathetic can some people be? I'm skeptical about some of the things we spend our money on now. Our tax money, that stealth bomber, that thing, the invisible plane, $2 billion for an invisible plane that you can see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind if they just showed you an empty field and like, hey, everybody, it's the stealth bomber, you know? <laughs> now I'm getting my money's worth. Um, but they don't. They fly it over the Super Bowl, you know? They're like, look, it's the stealth bomber. I'm like, not invisible. Um, you know, turn it on. <laughs> yeah, you would think for $2 billion they could blink it one time for us. <laughs> then my friend tells me, no, it's invisible to radar. So we can bomb people as long as they're not looking up. <laughs> but, which is tricky. Um, I guess we go in first and throw out a bunch of quarters, and then... <laughs> KZOC. That's, that's a better plan than what our government's doing now. There's this big push to get taxpayers to fund the bill for... Student loans. Uh, they want to pay oh. off people's student loans. But only if it's a federal loan. So if you, you know, right. with uh, Fannie Mae Still. or uh, one of the other ones, then you're on your own. And But you're paying for... So not only do you have to pay for your student loans if your loan got sold to a private company, but you also have to pay for other people's loans. That's ridiculous. Good job, Joe. Good job. Way to, way to think that through. That'll get you reelected. Well, I don't hey, know if it's all Joe. We're paying for everybody's tax or, uh, student loans now. That had a that had a federal grant or federal loan, yeah. And if by the way, if you still haven't paid off your student loans, yeah, you're still paying your own. So not only are you paying your own, but now you're going to chip in for everybody else. That yeah. Thank you, thank you very much. Jeez. So there was a um, a chart that made its way around the internet over the weekend. Okay. And this chart showed um, federal endowments to universities. The top 25 federal endowments to the universities, um, the top 25 universities that got the endowments, and how much their endowments went up from 2020 to 2021, okay? So Harvard leads the list. In 2020, they got over $40 million in federal endowments. In 2021, they got $51 million dollars. In federal endowments, you go to college campuses all over the country. They have some of the most beautiful buildings. Maybe this is why uh, the University of Texas system jumped from 31 million to 42 million. But that's over all their UTS schools. OK, uh, or UT schools, I should say. Yale, Yale. The tuition's allotted. Yale, right? You would think that the tuition should be able to fund any improvements that they know Yale got 42 million dollars in 2021 uh, as opposed to 31 in 2020 now I could go through this list you get the idea the jumps in percentages are anywhere from 25 percent to 60 who got the 60 percent man Washington University that's in St. Louis they got a 60 percent jump Jeez. Uh, in their endowments they went from 8 million to 13 million and uh, Washington Inflation, University. We're practically on the verge of a recession. And yeah, yet but these government institutions are just. Mm-hmm. Pile, I mean, I understand investing in that, but right now, come on. So somebody did the math on this. 
Um, and they found that the top 25 schools, now that's not to mention there's other schools that are getting these endowments, but the top 25, you know, jump off the page, obviously. Um, that's $648 billion. $648 billion. One-tenth of that $648 billion that they're just sitting on, wondering how they're going to spend it on their college campuses. One-tenth, $64.8 million, would forgive $10,000 in student loans. I'm sorry, $10,000 in student loans could be forgiven for 64.8 million people. So if you have student loans, I have student loans, uh, our neighbors have student loans, and we fall into the 64.8 million people that might have student loans in this country, we could get $10,000 of it paid off by money that these universities, that the top 25 universities, are just sitting on figuring out what to do with it. Right. It's sickening. And this is these are federal endowments, so our taxpayer dollars are already going towards these causes. Now people want taxpayer dollars to forgive student loans. Jesus Christ! Yeah, the mismanaged wow. like they have never they have never taken a math class. Have the people that are making these decisions never taken a basic math class? Because it is, yeah, yeah I'm sorry, I, I dropped the JC. I mean, you see the That's color okay. in my, no, I know you're upset. my face. I know you're upset. The color and in my face I is, is, is thought, bright red. I, but I, and the other thing is, and I know you, you were in the same boat on this, I'm not asking for anybody to pay my student loans, all right? I, I took every one of those loans. I went to school. I spent that money on myself. Um, was it ridiculous and way over? Sure. And I'm still paying for it, but, you know, I, I plan on paying that off myself. I'm not looking for a handout. But at the same time, if this money is already going there, maybe there's a better use for it. Moving, you know, people are now starting to, you know, second-guess college because, I mean, it's true that we need I a lot of, a lot of uh, people that, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great professions out there. You don't need to go to college. You just need on-the-job training for it. Um, that you know would you'll do a lot better than end up having to pay all these student loans back. It, the costs Especially, now are ridiculous, and we both went to a state school, not a private school. We went to a state school, and jeez, it's nuts. Especially when we have to start manufacturing our own stuff here, because um, we're going to realize. Hopefully, one day we'll wake up and realize that. Uh, uh, I thought we were man- realizing that manufacturing is the way to go uh, here, because. I mean, the best way to ease that carbon footprint is not to send our goods over to another country on a barge, and then that barge burns up a bunch of gas, and then they make the stuff in that country, charge us 10 times what we would have uh, had for it, but still at a better rate because they have the contracts here, and then ship it back on a barge. Like, the global economy is so screwed, and I'm just talking about one small little facet of it with overspending on universities that are just god given money and i understand there's a lot of people at cal poly probably don't want to hear this right now but it's you got to know that it's true if you were to go out and work in the private sector oh they know it's true they just don't want you talking about it right exactly <laughs> hey you're screwing it up easy for us, money. man you're screwing this up for us come on and pe- people do not like uh it when you talk about the easy money that they're getting and uh draw awareness to it i understand that so are we give this to government. We're given yes, the we're given this to the yes, with the people in charge of 
creating endowments for universities. You're Jeff and Jeremy's. Dumbass of the day. <laughs> it's Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. I know it applies to me for sure. I think it applies to you because I once saw you um, ride through a pretty harsh rapid without a life jacket on and decided, and then you didn't decide, you got thrown from oh, from the man. boat. And uh, and you there was a there was a, a tense moment there where we're it was like, a learning Why? that was a learning experience. Why the hell would he go through that without a life jacket on? Because yeah. people at sixty six percent of Americans might have been, had something uh, to do with ten cruise lights right before I got that that right. Are are more adventurous when they're on vacation. Uh, yeah. That's uh, according to a survey of two thousand adults. They looked how uh, vacations differ for people. And found that twice as many respondents prefer to relax than uh, do adventurous activities on vacation. But 66% said that they are more adventuresome on vacation. Um, Meaning they'll try things that they wouldn't try here. Okay, perfect example of this. Zip lining here is safe and easy at margarita adventures i mean it's is the best thing we went a few weeks ago and my kids were like the first time they'd ever done it and they were like freaking out like my son my son was doing the thing you know my son this is really inside for just jeremy and i but you know how our friend Ernie would get like he'd get very like if he got nervous about something he'd like start like you know rubbing his hands on, on his, his pants. on his leg yeah. on his pants yeah and then he'd he'd like bend down and he'd be like oh I don't know I don't know that's exactly what my son was doing he reminded <laughs> me so much of our of our friend in college and um and I'm like hey bud are you gonna be okay he's like yeah I just got kind of a little upset stomach right now you know <laughs> and he's rubbing his hands. That's so funny. <laughs> He's rubbing his hands on his pants. I'm like, this is like Ernie trying to do a beer bong in college. I started doing the. It's like Ernie was trying to jump off a cliff, man. Um, he also but, uh, did that when he ate too much at the All You Can Eat Buffet. Yeah, so. that's true. That's, and my son does that as well. Um, but uh, it, it was funny because he rode with me on the first one. Because the first one, on Double Barrel, man, it's like... It's a big one, yeah. They start off with a very scary one, okay? Yeah, but it's the biggest. You you realize three to four seconds into it, you don't have to do anything. They're going to yeah. do all the work yeah. for you. So we went down on the, on the Double Barrel, and he was like, oh. And then... By the end of Double Barrel, he was like, look, no hands, and like, you know, oh, folding his arms like he's a, some kind of hip-hop star or something, like, you know, that look of, you know, yeah, this is fun. This I got is no, this. I got, I got this. this. Yeah. But when we went ziplining in Puerto Rico, it was a much different deal, okay? Yeah, they give you man. They give you gloves. They're like, okay, so you're going to have to break yourself when you're coming in. So yeah, you have to yeah. reach back behind you and yeah. pull on the wire that yeah. you're traveling on. Yeah. But they're like, they're like, don't do it too hard because if they do, it'll re-yank your arm off and dislocate your shoulder. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. And whatever okay. you do, don't put your hand in front because it'll, you'll lose fingers. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I don't, I would never zip line anywhere but Margarita Adventures or somewhere <laughs> in the United States. I mean, <laughs> I've had opportunities. I, we when we go there's in, in Cabo they do this big swing 
it, it looks terrifying, and you swing through a canyon. So imagine you've been to Hell's Canyon. I mean, the Grand Canyon. You swing through a canyon like that. It's this giant swing, and you get on it, and they let go, and you're facing straight down, and nope. you swing all the way through, and then you come back, and you get they grab you when you come back, but you swing a couple times. Oh, it's awful. But oh. like, think about it. People oh. will. But people's mindset is that they will do that on vacation. Mm-hmm. In Mexico, come on, man! A country, Mexico. When else a are we country that I've got to think does not have the same safety standards no. as the apparatuses here in the United States of America. Yeah, their safety but, standard is hold on, <laughs> and oh, by the way, break yourself, but not too hard; it'll rip your arm off. Is it is it alcohol that that fuels that uh, confidence? Because I do stupid things in different countries when I'm on vacation too. I know, and they're feeding you beers. That's what I love about Mexico. You're getting ready to jump off a cliff. They're like, here, here, have another beer, have another beer, have another beer. Oh, cerveza, cerveza, cigar, cerveza. Oh yeah, mucho, yeah. Cerveza. Like, they're like, oh yeah. There's two reasons why I think they do that. Okay, one is for you to build up the confidence because they don't want you to not do it and ask for a refund. Sure. Two, two, if anything bad were to happen to you, what's the excuse they could use? Oh, well, he had a lot to drink before he went. He was going to follow the rules. <laughs> oh, my God. That's probably what it is. 93.3 KCOC rocks. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. All right, check this out. This. A little different. I've got to play this for my daughter. My daughter loves both these songs. Oh, is that right? Yeah. What is it? She listens. Celine Dion does My Heart Will Go On, right? She listens to My Heart Will Go On over and over. And (laughs) she hasn't seen the movie because we won't let her because there's some questionable scenes in it. Oh. But then. Oh. I don't like that as much. Yeah, I know. It's not as good. It's almost over. And then it just yeah, definitely smash mouth over the instrumental for the Celine Dion song, but not so much Celine Dion over the instrumental for All Star. But then All Star's featured in Shrek, so she likes that song too. Okay, all right, because her brother watches Shrek all the time, so it's um, they know both songs very well. I got to play that for her. She's what is Shrek? Shrek's a, dr- a giant troll that lives in a mushroom. Yes, something like that. Vo- voiced by Mike Myers, his best friend's a donkey. Voiced by Eddie Murphy, That's and right. his love interest is a princess. Uh, voiced by Cameron Diaz, who, even as a voice actress, is the worst actress in the world. <laughs> You've never seen just, Gra- Owen on Grey's Anatomy, apparently. Uh, <laughs> who's Owen? Uh, he's just this terrible actor on Grey's Anatomy. If you watch Grey's Anatomy, then people know. I know you don't watch it anymore. Uh, and he's a, he came on later after you quit watching the show. But yeah, so there you go. That's uh, Hey Now, You're an All-Star by Smash Mouth and the theme to Titanic.
in my what is it will go on my life my love will go on hey is. uh poll question how many tanks of gas could you buy for five hundred dollars um in your car at the current gas prices well, okay. in in san luis obispo county uh, yeah. maybe three maybe three maybe Three, really? Wow. Um, that's the poll question right now. Get on over to KZOZ.com. It's brought to you by SurfNet Communications. We'll get to some of those results on the way. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. Uh, uh, we were asking you on our poll question, how many tanks of gas? Yeah. You know, uh, this is a good setup you, for calling a name, isn't it? That you, uh, you know, that you've bought so far. Uh, you know, if, if you had... How many takes of gas could five hundred dollars yeah. put in your car? If you, if so, you had five, we gave you five hundred dollars for cash. Yeah, Aaron is very proud of himself. Aaron says nine. Look at this nine, nine? tanks. Nine tanks of gas. Aaron nice. must. Aaron must drive a motorcycle. Yes. Does he? Or a Priya? Prius. Priya. <laughs> We're shortening Priya. it now. Priya. What did I say earlier? I said three. I think I'm trying to think. Maybe three four. is a lot. I think. Well, let me see. What is the current rate? Of I'll gas tell you what right I now? could get. I could get five only because whenever I put my debit card in, it caps me off at a hundred. So it's not really full tanks, but it's you know close to um, yeah a full tank of gas. So I think my I have a thirty gallon tank, and let's say is gas six six dollars about on average now, or is it just five forty? I, I, well, average? I paid five forty, and I was cheapskating it. I would say on was average, that Costco. Was uh, that Costco? Or? No, it was it was Seven Eleven on Spring Street in Paso Robles. Oh, okay. So let's do five forty. I, I didn't want to do the zip chip fair. line because that can be dangerous. You're uh, messing with fire there on Creston. Five thirty one at Creston. That yeah. that's where at the zip trip at, at, at uh, Creston. That's the cheapest gas that I was able yeah. to find, I even was, cheaper than Costco. I was very close at 540 30 gallons is $162 to fill your tank. $162 to fill your freaking gas tank. It's a pickup. Boy, it's a right half there. ton. It's, yeah. You can, yeah, you can so I'm by, right there about three. You can go buy some scratchers after your third tank. <laughs> yeah. We want to know what you, uh, what you have to say. It's been a pretty interesting poll. I mean, uh, numbers are kind of all over the board, so you can see that people kind of drive all kinds of different things. Uh, but the funny thing is uh, it looks like seven and, well, it's, it's kind of tough. Seven and three are tied at 22%. So mm. you either got, you either got, you know, great gas mileage or you've got terrible gas mileage. Four, though, is dominating the poll with 33% of the vote, meaning the majority is at four tanks of gas. And then, um, and then a couple five and sixes in there. Uh, 805-543-3693. You can uh, chime in anytime on the 805 beer text line. Lomboy Kevin, I don't know what he drives. We should have, if you text in, you should tell what you drive he says four so i'm guessing he drives a pickup of some sort or he drives a car that gets really bad gas mileage and drives a lot see that's the thing is how much how much do you drive too i mean because like mike writes in he says i have a one-ton van it would go through 500 dollars in gas in six weeks well that doesn't seem like much driving because i think i'm doing 500 in a minivan um every yeah. six weeks I'm just working to put gas in my car at this point. You know, I didn't even drive that far. I drove from the five cities to slow and back. And yeah. every once in a while, I would drive up to Margarita. But I do pull my boat. So, I mean, there, it's going to suck a little more gas then. But I was always filling up once a week, you know. Aaron, uh, Aaron, one, yeah. Aaron says he drives a Nissan Versa. Oh, okay. I had no so idea. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a very fuel-efficient car, right? 
Is that electric? Must be. Nine tanks of gas? That's pretty crazy. It's not electric. It's a small, it's the, it's the base. Remember like when we were growing up, the base model of the Nissan was the Sentra? Well, they made the Sentra a little bit nicer. Now the Versa is like, cheap, cheap, cheap. Oh, okay. But I mean, you know, it's good for gas. Great for gas. Oh, here we go. The mayor of Cambria weighing in says it costs her $170 to fill her truck. So I'm guessing that's a big truck. I'm guessing if I had to play, let's guess what the mayor of Cambria drives, I would say it's probably a dually. You know, these, I don't know. Not, from what I understand, big rigs, and this is why we're paying so much more for everything, because they're the ones that move the material. They get about six miles to the gallon. A big rig does six miles to the gallon. So you got to figure six dollars because diesel is a little bit more than than regular gas. So it's at least six dollars a gallon oh, yeah. for diesel. Oh, sure. So you're getting. I think diesel. the national average is five now. So dollar. Yeah. You're you're talking about a dollar per mile to move the goods in a big rig. That's problematic. There's a big problem with that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's like. And I saw. You know what Rivian is? Rivian. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Rivian. I don't know. It's basically another electric car manufacturer. And they make only pickup trucks. Have you seen these Rivians? Rivians? Uh, no, I I've not. only seen a few on the road. And oh wait, wait, say, wait. What is it again? Rivian. Is it an electric? Yes. I mean, I R-I-V-I-A-N, think I have actually. And I thought. I what think is I that? just seen. Is it brand new? Rivian. I think I. It just, is brand new. Yeah, I saw them coming. They're really ugly, right? Yeah, like these. It's a small truck. I mean. It's just, yes, it's, it's very ugly. Yes, yeah. I've seen them. I'm like, what? Who would drive that? It looks truck. like one of the cartoon characters from something your kids would watch, Jeff. Yes. Like I don't know what the like show a would be. Transformer? No, it looks like like the bubble cars. I don't know. It looks like uh, I don't know. I don't, Anyways, I don't know the, the CEO of Rivian came out and he said, "Hey, listen, <laughs> I make electric cars, much like Elon Musk did when he was saying this three months ago." He said, I make electric cars, and there's not enough material in order for the batteries to uh, make the all the electric cars that you guys want us to make. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you have to mine all that stuff. It takes all these minerals to make these batteries, and you know how much fossil fuels it takes to dig them out of the ground? I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I've read start. different articles, and I realize, depending on how you feel about this and what you've done research, um, there's a guy named Dennis Prager. He does a talk show. He also has something called Prager U on YouTube. Great stuff about all kinds of things, but right now really covering this topic of green energy, of battery electric cars. He's covering the whole uh, spectrum of it, though, from, you know, using wind power to, uh, you know, using batteries and what, and a lot of talking to a lot of experts, very fascinating stuff. I encourage anybody to check it out. Prager U on YouTube. And, uh, but yeah, it takes a ton of fossil fuels right now to make these cars, to make these batteries. Yes. To do this, um, take the equipment. And, and then, you, you, know, take, you take the you take the minerals that you need to make the man or the, the batteries. And then you take them and you mine them in Eastern Europe, and then you have to ship them to sh- uh, to China. Right, That's fossil right. fuel. And, and I love and, the and idea. You, sh- you ship it to China, and then they put they make the battery in China, and then they put those batteries on the on the uh, barge, and then they ship it to wherever the cars are being manufactured. And for Tesla's purposes, it's in the United States of America. So then they have to ship them over to, and it's all burning gas while doing so. Lots right. of it. Like like right. barges filled with tons of weight and use a listen, lot of gasoline. I am not, 
And I don't think you are either. I don't think you're anti-green energy. I'm no, not anti-green energy. But let's, but let's, figure, let's do it the right way. Oh, yeah. Don't rush towards it. It's not it. just rush. Yeah. Because I mean, it's going to cost a lot of people. And, and the thing is, it goes back to everybody that's been institutionalized, whether it be politics or college. Um, if you work within this bubble of that, that does not recognize the real world struggles, it doesn't affect you. If I am in a car getting driven to um, place to place in Washington, D.C., only going five, six miles um, each time by a taxpayer uh, paid for a car, then I don't care what gas prices are. I really don't. And I could be driving a Tesla. I don't care what the raw material prices are. Same thing goes for people that work in colleges. Colleges are like, yeah, we spend a lot of money on, on our on our stuff. Big deal. <laughs> it comes from the taxpayers. It's magic money. But it's us, the taxpayers, that are getting squeezed on all these fronts. And it makes it impossible to be sustainable in society. It's And it's maddening. Oh, my gosh. It's driving me nuts. I am... Okay, I wanted to share this. You with gotta you get more. You gotta get more. You need to see what this ugly ass truck looks no, like. No, I know. I know, I know. Look at that thing. <laughs> Does it look like it's something out of a cartoon? All the electric cars look like that now. <laughs> and like I saw the I saw the uh, Hyundai, and I was like, "What's well, coming up?" Like it was coming up in the rearview mirror. <laughs> it's the Ionic Five or whatever. And I I, I looked at the rearview mirror. I'm like, "Oh, what's this?" I, I thought it was a spaceship. <laughs> what's coming for me? Eight zero five five four three three six nine three. We haven't called out a name yet. We're going to do that at some point, and when we do it, uh, you have to call us back before the song ends that we're going into. Uh, text us, actually. You can text or call, but uh, you should text first. Get that done, and then if you want, you can try to call eight zero five five four three three six nine three. Keep listening for your name. You have to do it before that song ends to win. Because today we're going to give somebody five hundred dollars. Plus, we're still qualifying for people, so keep listening for back-to-back songs from the same artists. All right, uh, stick around. Lots to get to coming up, including tickets to go see Incubus when they come to town at the uh, at the the place that you know. Peter Robles Amphitheater. You, you, Jeff, I'm sorry. On, I lo- do the Biden for me. You say you know the thing. You know the thing. Sorry, I lost all my screens. Okay, we're good now. You know the thing. They're going to be I playing. Was, a, you know the thing. When you hear me go, hey, I'm like, look at where's my button. Here it is. <laughs> did you hear about Naomi Judd? Yes, I did. She died of a stroke. I think she was 77 or 76. I think it was a stroke, right? Yeah, it was a stroke. No, I heard mental health issues, which I don't know well, what that is. No, she had mental health issues, but I think she died of a stroke. Um, okay. It was very gray area as to how she died, because initially I'd heard that it was suicide. Then, later on, reading some things online, I heard that it was uh, the only thing that Ashley oh. Ashley uh, brought up was the fact that she'd long struggled with mental health, and then did, left it at that. There was no... There was no closure to that, so it was like, okay, well, is it suicide by maybe mental it, maybe, health? Maybe it was. Um, it says, today we sisters experienced a tragedy. We lost our beautiful mother to the disease of mental illness. Oh, okay. I, I'm sorry. I thought, okay, so gosh, that does kind of make it sound like she took her life. Oh, God, that's awful. 76 years of age. She just performed not that long ago. I saw... Um, 
It's it's Naomi and um, Winona, right? They were the singers. And then Ashley Judd was that beautiful actress. Have you seen her lately? I've not. I don't know. She must have had a lot of plastic surgery, really bad plastic surgery done. She almost looks like a person that unfortunately gets burned and they have to have plastic surgery done and their face is just like stretched. Yeah, she was so pretty. I didn't even recognize her on stage. There was some sort of country music thing over the weekend. And uh, they were up there talking about it. And you just heart goes out to that family. That's just so, so sad. But I didn't even recognize uh, Ashley uh, when she was standing up there. It was... Naomi's husband issued a follow-up to the tweet that Ashley put out there. And it said, Naomi Judd's family requests privacy during this heartbreaking time. No additional information will be released at this time. So we don't really know what it was. Is this, is this, I mean, is this going to be the norm moving forward? When somebody passes away due to mental health issues, we're not going to know because the family requests privacy at this time? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I would think, okay, in the, in the meantime, sure. But I mean, anything you can do to help with this terrible disease that people get to get the word out i mean i, I don't know if it helps to, to say exactly what happened maybe it does maybe here she was last night um they were accepting award at the country hall of fame induction ceremony for country music i didn't prepare anything tonight because i knew mom would probably talk the most <laughs> she rolled her eyes so she was kind of making a joke um, I'm going to make this fast because my heart's broken and I feel so blessed and it's a very strange dynamic to be this broken and this blessed. Wow. I didn't realize that. I thought she had passed of a stroke. I didn't realize that it was mental illness. And so I guess like she took her own life six down, years so. ago, she wrote a book um, called River of Time, My Descent into Depression and How I Emerged with Hope. Um, they were... They were set to embark on a what they were calling the final tour um, this upcoming fall um, for a month. It was going to be Naomi and Winona, and um, they were going to go out and do a bunch of dates, and then that was going to be the final tour. And that's obviously not going to happen now. Um, yeah, it's, it's really sad. It's, I grew up. With listening to the judge with my parents, my grandparents, my wife was a huge fan of that song, Love Will Build a Bridge. I remember she used to sing it when I wasn't feeling well when we first started dating. I was usually hungover, but she would sing it and rub my head, make me feel better. Seriously? What? what? She would rub your head? Yeah, yeah, because I had a headache from being hungover. She was really nice to me. So I doesn't do that stuff anymore, so I like to have those good memories. But, she, yeah, so I just was around the judge a lot. I, I don't know all their music. I know they were huge. They had a lot of hits. Um, but, uh, yeah, just what a neat story, though, to think about, you know, singing with your mom or having, you know, you have kids now, that your, your, your daughter would grow up or your son would grow up and you guys would do something together, whether it's have, you know, all these hits on radio, get to go on tour together and get to work together and be in each other's life that way. You know, what a cool bond. Very sad news for the Judd family. Uh, last week, we talked about Bill Murray. He was being accused of inappropriate behavior on a new movie that he was shooting. Uh, it was called Being Mortal. 
called a film because that's what they call it in Hollywood. Um, he's upset because he was like, hey, I was trying to be funny. It obviously didn't come across that way. Um, they had to halt production. They had to bring in security guards. All this stuff because apparently he was pulling you know, on women's ponytails, maybe saying some inappropriate things, which in today's Me Too culture you can't do anymore, and maybe you should never have been able to do, but here he is. I had a difference of opinion with a woman I'm working with. I did something I thought was funny, and it wasn't taken that way. We're both professionals. We like each other's work. I, we like each other, I think, and... If we can't really get along and trust each other, there's no point in going further, working together or, or making a movie as well. Hmm. You know, the world's different than it was when I was a little kid. You know, what I always thought was funny as a little kid isn't necessarily the same as what's funny now. Things change and the times change. So it's important for me to figure it out. And I, I think the most important thing is that it's best for the other person. If it's not best for the other person, it doesn't matter what, how, what happens to me. I, I think it's a sad dog that can't learn anymore. I really think that's a really sad puppy. I can't learn anymore. I don't want to be that sad dog, and I have no intention of it. What would make me the happiest would be to both of us to go back into work and, and be able to trust each other and work at the work that we've both spent a lot of time developing. Translation, um, I'm sorry. I've atoned for my sins. Please don't cancel me. Um, I mean, it's like, okay, whatever. I, I just, you know, I mean... I don't. Nobody knows what happened, and nobody. Did you do knows. that because Bill was in a movie called Lost in Translation? Did, is that why you use that word? Because he's lost in translation right now. Or was that a coincidence? I thought Lost in Translation was a good movie. By the way, it, it's a great movie. I, I thought. It was I wonder what Anna Faris and Scarlett Johansson would say. Why Anna Faris? Was she a part of? She that? was in it. She, yeah. she Anna Faris. Was she was in, Kelly. She was Kelly. Come on. Who's Kelly? She was in the movie. Her name was Kelly. Was she Scarlett Johansson's friend or something? Because all I remember is Scarlett yeah. Johansson and Bill Murray having a romance. I'm looking, I, and thinking I wanted how to double check that, that was. <laughs> I got the cast in front of me. I wanted to make sure I was right on that one. So. I didn't know Anna Ferris was in that one too. I have to go back and rewatch Lost in Translation. It has been twenty years. Hey, can I say this? Um, hashtag the narrative. Hashtag what a joke. Hashtag this has got to be the most obvious sign. This is the first time in, I don't know, years, decades, that a president has attended the White House Correspondents' Dinner. You know why? Because they're all in cahoots together. They're all in cahoots. There's a reason why presidents go, go, go to this dinner. I love how Trevor Noah is making jokes about his inefficiency, and he's just sitting. This is, goes back to what I was talking about earlier. When you're in a bubble and the rest of the world doesn't matter, some comedian can come in here and say, yeah, you know, gas prices are rising. Everything's on the up with your, with your presidency. Gas is up. Uh, the inflation's up. And there's old Joe sitting back there. <laughs> you're right, Trevor. You, you funny guy. <laughs> well, here's Joe. Apparently, our president was... You know, Joe Rogan the first said that. It'd be totally different. The president uh, was there last night, and he had a few jokes of his own. Unfortunately, like most of his speeches, I don't know if he has a hard time reading the teleprompter. He needs glasses. You know, you it it know didn't go thing. over very well. You, you, know, go, you know the thing. It didn't go over well. Just imagine if my predecessor came to this dinner this year. Now that would really have been a real coup if that occurred. 
Oh, top, huh? <laughs> there's Thank more. you, Steve, for that introduction. Come on, there's And more. a special thanks to the 42% of you actually applauded. <laughs> I'm really excited to be here tonight with the only group of Americans with a lower approval rating than I have. <laughs> this is the first time the president attended this dinner in six years. It's understandable. We had a horrible plague, followed by two years of COVID. <laughs> All right, he did okay on those. Those that last two good, jokes were okay. That was a good those joke. Those were okay. That was a good joke. The last two jokes were pretty good. Give him credit where it's due right there. It, he was able to, <laughs> to deliver those. Yes, yeah, Jeremy. He should have stopped while he was ahead. Even the sun shines on a dog's ass every once in a while. <laughs> You got anything else before we go to break? No. We got ZZ Top tickets coming up. No, next. come on! Aren't you learning about joke timing? Come on! Three point three KCOC rocks. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. Eight oh five five four three thirty six ninety three. The numbers to get through. I, I wonder if Sam has anything for the uh, beards of the guys in ZZ Top. You know, like go up there with some hedge trimmers. What would you recommend? You know, to trim the beard for the ZZ Top guys in the tree service realm. Yeah, I mean, an arborist, arbor, arborist, 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 uh, would know. You, you, I would want to do some kind of clippers. You have them lay the beard down on like a stump, then boom, axe. No, no I don't think that's the. Okay. I mean, I some electric clippers. That might hurt. Like, you know, the hedge trimmers. Yeah. I bet you they have hedge trimmers there at Sam's. So. Vinny! Yeah. How you doing today? Good. How are you? How's your Monday treating you? It's okay. Okay. <laughs> well, we're going to try to make it a little bit better. We need to know right. um, what won't work at a drive-thru, even if you identify it as it in 2022. If you act like a truck. <laughs> that is correct, Vince. Not in Scotland, yeah. Good no job, kidding. good job, buddy. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, well, you're going to go CCC Top, and your name goes in the hat for the big gas grab, okay, bud? Nice, thank you. All right, you're welcome. Hold on the line. We'll get you all We set appreciate you, Vince. Uh, stick around. Blue Oyster Colts and Joe Wash and Van Halen and Mr. Kurt Olsen. Stick around. He is next. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. Subscribe to the Jeff and Jeremy podcast now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and YouTube. It's your Central Coast commute-friendly podcast.